What's up, y'all? We have Lance and Brittany Kaufman on today from Forever Home Inspection out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Just an amazing couple, an amazing business that has grown over four years exponentially. So they they have a ton of wisdom and they have a kind of a refreshing, unique, independent way of looking at their business and how they do things. A ton of stuff in here that you can learn from. So listen to all of it um, and take their perspective a lot to gain here. So hope you enjoy it and uh, we'll talk to everybody soon. Thanks. So you're out in uh, Colorado, is that right? Yep, in Denver. Just went back into level three shutdowns or uh you know whatever you want to call it safer at home really yep yep how about you guys no what's wild west down here in oklahoma so. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> life no, like normal yeah regular life nobody i mean it's not normal but at the same time it's there's more things open and people are doing more than yeah yeah i think where you are so are y'all shut down because of COVID mostly or because of uh, fires and storms? Like what's the... Yes, all the above, everything. Um, yeah, but it is Denver. Yeah, Denver shut down, Denver County or Denver proper um, because of rising COVID. Other cities and counties will probably follow suit. Um, but it, it kind of feels like not much changed because we've, you know, at least where I live, we've kind of just been staying at home and working anyway. So it's... It's kind of just reverting back. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah. So what's life been like for you all? Like uh, these last, I mean, gosh, I like everyone I'm talking to now. I like asking all the way back to like March, April, because we all kind of yeah. had, we all went through that together, I think as an industry and as yeah. business owners. So yeah, take me back. Yeah. So that was, that was really interesting because our, our inspectors work with us as contractors. And at that point, when everything shut down, it was Lance. And then we had two inspectors on our team mm -hmm. um, and we were only in Tulsa. And so, you know, they were asking us a lot of questions like, hey, um, you know, should I, should I apply for this, this grant? If I apply for this grant and I get it, I can't work for you. Can you hear that you're going to be able to give me work? And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> like, yeah. I, and so Lance and I. All the above and none of the above. You know, time, yeah. yeah, when we went into business, um, one of the things that, that we promise to each other is that we will always take care of the people that work in, within our organizations. Yeah. And so we, you know, we figured out, okay, how many inspections do we need to pay our bills? And then we're just going to live as slim as possible so that we can still provide work. And we were, we were closed for a week. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Mm -hmm. like a week and a half, two weeks. Yeah. And it was like, okay, we need five inspections for Lance to do in order for us to pay our bills. Everything else is going to go to our people. And that's what we did. And nobody, nobody in our organization applied for the grants. We just hunkered down and we all sort of made the sacrifices that we needed to make and, and then once uh, the state of Oklahoma said um, that real estate was essential and mm -hmm. all auxiliary services to real estate was essential, yeah. we were- Just the heat got turned up. It was just like dialed oh. up to hundred, yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah. we've actually grown at a rate that we just cannot believe during this time. Yeah. It's been wild. Oh, I have the, the figure in front of me, but it's, it's a very large percentage from where we were last year to this year which is weird to kind of use that as your metric for growth in a yeah. year pandemic because you 
you know, you're like, where were we last year? Where are we at this year? We're like, where are we going to be in 2021 thinking of what happened this year? So, I mean, but it's been on the incline ever since. These year over year comps are going to be crazy for everybody. They're going to be so hard to extrapolate anything from, um, no, and I've, and I've, you know, we've obviously been together for the ride. Let's, let's give people a, your quick kind of intro as to, you know, who you are, where you're from, when you got started. Um, because I, I know your Spectora OGs, but I want everyone to hear kind of, you know, when you guys got started. Okay. So, um, in 2016, we were like, listen, we are just tired of working for the man. <laughs> Who was the man at the time? Yeah. We both, I had a great job. I had a great job. Lance was like, just trying to figure out, he had decided at that point he didn't want to be in higher education and mm-hmm. um, that there, it was just like going to be really hard to make the kind of life that we wanted to make mm-hmm. in education. Um, but, you know, praises to everyone that's in education because right. we adore you and what you do is amazing. Um, and so we just, it was really a strategic move. It wasn't like, oh, hey, we've got a passion for home inspections. <laughs> right 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 and that's totally okay yeah. Yeah, yeah it was really strategic it was okay what in our state what is the industry where people are aging out at a really rapid rate uh what is the industry that you know um the time frame that it takes to get into that industry isn't like six years mm-hmm. that we can we can really um fast pace this into a, a full-fledged uh, company and then duplicate over and over again. Um, and it just kept coming back to home inspections. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's what we did. We decided, listen, we're going to, we're going to do home inspections. And, um, in 2017, Lance quit his job, went full in. And, uh, I think it was 2017 that we joined Spectora as well. If I'm I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it just, if you look at our stats, it's just like up, 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 up. And I come from a background in marketing and he comes from a background in sales and education. And so it just, like I have my lane and he has his lane. And we just, from the very beginning decided we're gonna keep this thing really simple. We're gonna, we're gonna run a, we're gonna start and run a debt-free company so that all of the decisions that we make can be made really quickly. Um, and then that was it. And then in 20, 18 we started adding inspectors and duplicating our nail down our processes and now we have um five let's see one two i have to count them three yeah we have five or six that are licensed or six in this in area Tulsa. here we're gonna have um we have three onboarding in oklahoma city we have two onboarding in ardmore oklahoma southern so it just covers the entire state of oklahoma right now and then we have about eight more onboarding in the tulsa area currently beautiful so we hope to have a team of somewhere between 20 and 30 in 2021 across the state of oklahoma in four years yeah in four years yeah four years truly amazing and I've seen the growth. And so I've just been blown away. And, uh, you know, Lance, we've, you know, communicated a couple of times over the years. Um, when did you, did you quit your full-time job, Brittany? Oh yeah. I did. When did, when did you quit? Uh, 2018. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we are, that was our guaranteed income. That was our yeah. safety net. And yes. Yeah. We just yes. jumped. I cried. Yeah. It was very hard. <laughs> <laughs> One of those things too, were, you know, we, uh, 
we're, we are adoptive parents. And so for the first couple of years of being adoptive parents, that's really where our name of our company comes from, Forever Home. Mm-hmm. Um, but you really all, you know, through the minutia of, of going through adoption and just life going 100 million miles an hour, you know, Brittany got to the point where she's like, I need to slow down and enjoy our family. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she kind of took the summer off from work to just be home with the kids and the family. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, she's like, I think I'm going to stay home. And it was that moment we were like, oh, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. like, I just started this thing. I'm doing like two a week, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know why I quit. Are you sure? And she's like, yeah, yes, we're going to do it. And then it was no time. Really, the, the rest of the year, she kind of helped with it. And then the, the very next year, um, the beginning of it, Brittany came on an ownership and just, we just went off from there. So she was the element we were missing for growth because yeah. it was this, you know, and no disrespect to one-off, uh, you know, home inspectors who are out there doing it grinding because they're doing a fantastic job. But, you know, I couldn't do it on my own. Um, she has all the elements that I'm missing. Um, and as soon as we put those together, it was no time that we started growing that. So. See, and this is not a surprise to me hearing this. And there's so much I love about the way you guys did it because I, I see lots of inspectors come and go, obviously, and have various combinations, husband, wife, partner, solo, and this is like the winning formula, in my opinion, where you have a, a combo, a husband-wife combo, kind of a safety net for that first year where you ramp up and kind of say, okay, we have enough income to live off. We can kind of break away. Um, and then complementary skill sets. So to me, it's like the perfect combo. And you know, I think a lot of new inspectors watch these interviews and listen. And I think that can't be understated for one. And then two, I love that you both have non home inspection backgrounds. That's probably why you're succeeding is because I, I'm a big believer that we have a herd industry, herd mentality, um, where they all just copy each other and they copy non-successful single operators that are just kind of eroding their business over the years because they're comfortable. So I love that you guys have these like non-traditional backgrounds. Well, that didn't come easy for me. Um, <laughs> I had that mentality of, well, I'm starting this. I'm going to emulate other people around me. It's hard. So, there's a few inspectors in Oklahoma that are really close to us that, you know, we have kind of crutched on a little bit over the years mm-hmm. and for growth. And, um, you know, I kind of kept that mentality. And Brittany's like, why are we not doing it this way? And I'm like, I don't know, that's just how it's done. She's like, I don't like it. Let's do it different. <laughs> so, but she comes in from a business mindset that's unlike kind of what I've had. And so it took me a while to just shut my mouth and let her take control of those things. So Yeah, I'm much more, I'm much more ambitious than Lance is. Yeah. One of the big things that, you know, we sort of like butted heads about for a while was yeah. he wanted to do commercial inspections and I was all about doing commercial inspections, but I was not all about um, doing commercial inspections under the umbrella of Forever Home. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way it can, can, can succeed under that umbrella. Those are two, I mean, yeah, it's inspections, but they're two different industries. But, mm-hmm. you know, and so, it, it took me about yeah. a year to convince him. That was probably our biggest yeah. battle. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I do a totally different company. Yeah, well, because there were some companies who were really large home inspection companies who naturally gravitated into commercial, but they right. split up into divisions, but under one company. Right. But she was like, we got we to gotta separate out. It's two different thoughts. It's two different lanes. And, two different marketing plans. Yeah. Like, everything is different. It doesn't make sense for it to be under the same umbrella. Yeah. 
and that's kind of that mentality, right. Of coming from like a different background business or marketing where you just see things in a different way. Um, whereas the status quo, I think just happens a lot of times. I want to get back to some of these like husband, wife, uh, you know, battles and, and co- partner battles, uh, in a second. But, um, I want to talk about when you guys first got into the business, because I think there's a lot of people, especially now, right. That are thinking about getting into home inspections and don't maybe have that background. They got laid off corporate America. What was that kind of imposter syndrome like if it existed in terms of the technical side, like all the things you didn't feel like you had naturally? What do you mean? Can you say your question in a different way? Yeah. Like the home inspection side of it, since you guys didn't, you, you weren't plumbers or electricians. What, how did that ramp up period go in that first year of learning all of the technical side and feeling like a home inspector? Well, I think the the thing for us, it, I think education. Well, I think that I come from a background from, of education yeah. and she comes from that background of, you know, Brittany is the personality where if she can get her hands on something that is all about growth and learning, she's going to consume it. And she does frequently. And coming from a background of education for me and understanding the importance of education, I think that was our, our kind of winning factor for the first year or two was how much can I know? How much can I train? Mm-hmm. And I started forging relationships with industry professionals who were plumbers and roofers and electricians and going alongside them, learning from them, understanding. Uh, because what I think the disconnect is, is you have this generalist who's a home inspector and they do their inspection, but then it stops there and then another licensed person comes on after the fact and, you know, right. kind of cleans up after it. But I was like, well, I want to see it from their point of view. Um, because again, I am a generalist, but if you, what, what's the, oh goodness, the, the old saying, it's like the, the generalist doctor, you come in and you have an issue. They find out what the issue is. Then they point you in the specialist direction, but they can't point you in that direction if they don't know what the specialist does. And I think for me, it was learning it from as many people as possible. And that's, you know, lenders, other real estate agents, as much as we can. So I think that was kind of our big, our big thing. Just soaking up knowledge from everyone. Did you guys shadow any inspectors or was it like, Hey, we'll, we'll do the Internachi route, kind of learn the technical stuff and get with these people. Yeah. Yeah. We really didn't shadow. Like I said, we had a few people that we kind of leaned on a little bit. So at the beginning, um, we were trying to figure out, do we want to go to work for someone else? Do we want to start our own company? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we didn't really feel great about, we, we tried to put ourselves in the shoes of the inspector that would be hiring us and say, okay, you know, would we want someone to join our organization just to learn from us and turn around and become our competition? Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't seem like the way that we really wanted to, the foothold that we wanted to start off on. And so we spent a lot of time the, in the beginning, it was s- slower, right? We wanted to make sure it was always quality over quantity. Yes. Um, and so we, you know, made sure that we, you know, really talked, like we have a family member that's an electrician. And so we would, you know, pick his brain about a lot of things. And we just really tried to build our knowledge base before we went out there and tried to like fake it till you make it. Yeah, we really right. didn't want to fake anything when someone has such a huge investment, you know, like a real estate property that's on the line that didn't feel yeah. like good to our hearts. So we didn't want to do that. And that's not to say there wasn't hiccups along the way. I mean, it's a learning curve for sure. Yeah, yeah. We, missed, um, we missed things. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> sure. you know, yeah, you grow and you learn and you hurt and you, and you, and you mm-hmm. keep growing and, um, I think that's 
kind of put us in the position. So, yeah. Was the vision always this big or has it evolved over time? Because I, I mentioned, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine wasn't because it was hard for me to get that first person on. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, we have this person here's going to work for us. I'm thinking we have to feed their family. We have these things going on because we wanted to. And Brittany's thinking, all right, well, how are we going to get the next two or three on? We're going to do it. And I'm like, can we just get this, this first person onboarded? Yeah. Um, again, that's my really play it safe mentality. And she always has had the vision of how can we grow something great, um, but still feel small. I think right. this, this Brittany's mindset is I don't want to grow this so large where you still get to be a part of the company. People don't see who you are because um, it's not like you're working for Lance and Brittany. You're working alongside us because everyone yeah. has skill set we don't have. So, yeah, Brittany, Brittany had growth from the start. And I ask that because you, you call it an organization, which I love. Like I pay attention to language. I'm a big believer in kind of, kind of manifesting and what you say is what you put out there. And just the fact that you call it an organization, I hear that from maybe one or 2% of home inspection companies, right? Hmm. Um, they just don't think of themselves as that. And I think that's an industry, maybe insecurity or problem of feeling like maybe the forgotten about or the little guy or not something that can really scale. Um, you know, and I've spent a lot of time with IEB where they work on a lot of growth minded organizational leadership culture all those great things so that was why i asked that yeah um talk to me about the early days of that first agent or that first inspection i always love i always love the first inspection question of how did you get it and what was that little period like where you're like we just got to get to x inspections wow well i'll, I'll let her talk about x inspections i remember my very first inspection <laughs> And it was for a friend of ours who was buying a home. And he just randomly texted me. He's like, hey, do you know a home inspector? He was joking around. And I was like, oh, okay. This is <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Because I mean, I inspected my home and, you know, little friends homes and try to get used to. We did a lot of mock inspections. Yeah, a lot of mock inspections. Yeah. But it's one of those things where, like, this is my first paid inspection it's for like my friend. And I, and I joke now, I'm like, dude, you know, living in your home, I don't even want to know how many things you probably found wrong. <laughs> I probably did, and you were like, oh, this this jerk, he's missing. Yeah. But that was that's how we got into our first one. We never did it for free. No, no. never. Good. Never. And that was intentional, I take it. I had to give some advice to people do not give your services away for free. And Ever. Business. Yep. Never. No. Yep. Completely agree. He wanted to do that. I, I know. Said, no. There was her, but that was her business mentality. I just didn't have. I think that's why we got where we are. But I think those first agents came. Um, I'm, I'm not shy and I like networking. Mm -hmm. So anytime there was like an agent event or a lender was hosting a lunch or, you know, a, a gathering in the evening, I tried to be there. How'd you find out about them or how'd you know those, those were happening? Facebook really. Um, yeah. it's one of those things where initially when I first started, it was just how many agents can I add on Facebook? Um, but it wasn't like, I want to dial for dollars. Right. I wanted to try to meet people. And there was in the early age or the early days, five or six agents that just kind of came organically mm -hmm. um, that really helped us grow to the point of um, further growth with agents. So. It was also the beginning of their careers too. So That's they true. weren't dedicated to any one home inspector. Yeah. And it just happened that they were really good at what they were doing. Yeah. Um, and so their first year, you know, um, was our first year and they their real estate business exploded and we just sort of like 
I guess, rode that along with him. And we're really grateful to all of those agents yeah. that, you know, that believed in us. And I think we believed in them. And we were just like, every time there was a contract, we were like, yes, <laughs> good for you, good for us, good together. <laughs> Yeah. Did you guys bond with them over that? Cause that's such yeah. a good strategy. And I always tell new inspectors, I'm saying like slide to the same side of the booth with new agents because you're together growing on this journey and you don't know if they're going to be the next 50 deal a month producer or get with a brokerage that just has all these rainmakers. So like do it together. Like what was the, like, what was the, was it kind of just natural? Just shook hands and like, Hey, you're new. We're new. Let's do this. Yeah. Well, it was one of those things where some of them that started working with us, we didn't know we're new. Um, I could think of one in particular where I was on Facebook and I saw, I remember being accepted into a real estate page on Facebook mm -hmm. and thinking like, do they know what I do? Like, are they, am I supposed are, to be here? Am I supposed to be here? <laughs> so watching people have conversations and talk. And I started inserting myself into some of the conversations at first. Um, and I remember just forging some relationships and then realizing they're new too within mm -hmm. a couple of months before really we started. And even if we're not longstanding business partners now, we're still friends with those people. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I think they saw the beginning of us. And um, I think for us, our, our business growth came from relationships that not were only organic, but real people. Like we want to know who you are as a person, who is your family, you know, our family, you know, us personally, and that just makes better business relationships. So. You just can't fake that stuff. And that's what I always tell people. I think, I think a lot of inspectors think they're doing the relationship thing. And I always tell them like, go a level deeper. You got to be vulnerable. Like the last podcast, I think one or two ago, we talked a lot about vulnerability and like personal details. Sometimes it feels uncomfortable. Right. And I think, I think the traditional inspector thinks, oh, I just do my job. You get your report. It's just like, no, 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 no. This yeah. is such a relationship business. Right. What? It's more vital in the beginning. Yeah. I, you know, once your organization begins to grow, um, you can take a step back from that one-on-one -on -one vulnerability a little bit, yeah. mm -hmm. it, it becomes unmanageable. Um, and, but yeah, in the beginning, that's, that's vital. Yeah. So do you guys do, um, like ongoing agent events or is it just staying in touch or like, do you talk to agents every so often or get them on the phone to kind of keep that relationship or how does that look? Or is it just, hey, you provide a great service, they trust you and love you, and they're kind of locked in? It's kind yeah. Of yeah. So one of the things, we, we, try to, we try to have good boundaries um, mm -hmm. with our business. Uh, and so um, we want, there's this, there's this relationship that sort of happens where sometimes um, we've worked with agents and it's, they, uh, um, present the you work for me and you'll do it my way mm -hmm. um, and we've had to say mm, actually we're, we're going to work for the client and we're going to do it the way that we do it for the client um, and so I think that uh, you know that is not like what most companies do that's one of the ways that we're different mm -hmm. But I feel like that operating that way has gained us a lot of respect in, in our industry, in our community. And so what the agents know is that we're always going to take care of the client, no matter what, and that the client is going to get the same experience, regardless of what inspector they get or who answers the phone in our, mm -hmm. um, in our office or whatever it might be. Yeah. 
And as I'm guessing that's a uniform communication from like emails to in person to the website, everything, right? I think that's sometimes inspectors think you just have to kind of do one of those. And to me, that uniform, that's like business basics, right? It's like have a uniform brand across all touch points. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one of, um, so one of the first emails, I love the automations, by the way, that Spector does. If you're not, I just have to like take a second. <laughs> Yeah. I see on the Spectre <laughs> Facebook page all the time, they're like <laughs> talking about how to automate things. And I'm like, are you guys not paying attention to actions? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Spectre advanced. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, and so I love that. And we make full <laughs> use of that. And um, one of the first emails that goes out to uh, realtors is, hey, this is how we do business. Mm. Um, I hope that we're a great fit. I hope that you like the way that we do it. Um, and, you know, it's just sort of that introduction into this is going to be a different experience than what you've probably had before. Oh, I love that because it's taking control of the relationship and the narrative or so, so to speak, in terms of being reactive. And I think that's, uh, I still say majority of inspection companies react as opposed to saying, hey, we're a big thriving business. This is how we do things. Um, we're working together. And I think that helps elevate our industry, to be honest. I think our industry everyone that's watching needs to reevaluate how they approach the relationship because I think realtors, yeah, I can say it. I used to be one. I, I wasn't this way, but I definitely saw ones that kind of felt that power dynamic and it just felt kind of icky when you'd see them kind of treat, treat people or talk down instead of saying like, nope, you're a business, I'm a business where mm -hmm. we have a mutual interest here to serve this client. Exactly. Yeah. Well, if there's anything I think myself personally has learned and I've learned from Brittany just as we've grown and I could give anything to new inspectors or maybe ones that are stuck at the point is two things. Yes, it's good to build relationships with you know, real estate professionals. However, there's, there's lenders, there's insurance mm -hmm. agents, there's so many other people that you mm -hmm. can build a good relationship with that referrals go back and forth. Yeah. And it's not like a small referral group you pay to join, but just genuine relationships where they're busy. So, but then the second thing I think, you know, kind of like she said is decide Decide what to be and go be it kind of mm -hmm. is if you, it was hard for me too, because when I first started, it was hard to set proper boundaries and it was, Hey, you missed something. Oh yeah. It's eight o'clock at night. I'll, I'll go, go do that thing. And it's like, you can't come home and, and work until midnight. You can't, you know, you can't do the, the things that you think are going to be people pleasing. And it's not that we don't please our clients and agents because we do, but I think that's the biggest thing that, that Brittany set precedent in. It was, hey, like this is how we're going to do business. It's our business, not yours. Um, and and this is what it's going to look like. And then we have people really appreciate that, and they love working with us. And then some that don't, and that's okay. And that's so, okay. You yeah. can't you can't be um, uh, what is the word that I'm looking for? You can't be so desperate. Um, mm -hmm. That if you set your boundary and this is the way that we're going to run our business, and if you get that phone call and that person on the other end doesn't like what you're what you're saying uh, in terms of how you do what you do, mm -hmm. then you can't crumble. You've got to you've got to stand tall and stand firm. And if they hang up the phone and they don't schedule with you, then they're not the right fit. And, it, and you can't turn around and beat yourself up and you can't be like, well, our conversion rates and all of this. No, you're, you're building a brand, just like you said. Yeah. Oh, I love that confidence. This is great for new inspectors that are watching because I think there's 
I'm trying to get more into this arena in terms of teaching, taking the time to sit back and think about your unique value propositions, what you actually have confidence in, because I don't think anyone wants people to compete on price. I think that's just bad for the industry all around. It's bad for the consumer. Um, so I'm always telling new inspectors like, no, take time to compete on your values, on your relationships, your networking skills. Um, because yeah, price, it's just such a funny thing in our industry in terms of competing on price. And I know in Oklahoma too, it's like, there's certain States where I see it more than others. And I'm like, good God, this is, this has to stop. Um, so talk, talk a little about, let's shift gears and talk about kind of the, the growth, the fun growth phase um, you know, which has been constant, it sounds like for you all over the last couple of years, what were some of the general hurdles, um, with decisions on growth? Uh, well, this year it's, and do we, do we pace it? Um, we know, so we're in this sort of strange position, like you mentioned earlier, where, you know, the people that are qualifying or the people that are applying within our industry, or within our um, organization are really overqualified. They are coming out of oil and gas, they're coming out of engineering, um, and they are, you know, we've done a really good job of putting online and doing SEO for like bringing in um, applicants. like applicants. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. And so we get questions, like we get calls all the time. Hey, um, I'm a new inspector. I found your blog on how to become an inspector. Can you, um, can I ask you some questions? <laughs> uh, and so that's, that's great. But, you know, we have a form that they complete on our, on our site. And so we, I mean, since COVID, it's almost been daily that someone is com it, completing that. I think that we probably select one in eight, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, even talk to further. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that make it all the way down the process. But yeah, you know, it's like, do we pace this? Um, because you never know how long it's going to take somebody. That's probably the biggest struggle is not knowing from the point that they apply at what point are they going to be in the field earning so you could be spending all of this time energy and resources on this person yeah and it takes them 45 days or right. it takes them six months right and so you just never know like so we've just we've taken the position of if, if a good candidate comes across we're going to say yes. And we're just going to trust and believe that we're going to be able to provide the work for that person. Mm -hmm. um, but we also have a conversation with them. That's like, Hey, it's November. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to start slowing it, down. It may slow down. We don't know. Who knows? This so, year's crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, I hope that answers your question. We're totally we hate to say no to, to anyone that, could really add value to our organization because there's talented people out there right now and there's really like you said they're just the nature of uh you know our our economy and people that are looking you, it is kind of like a man let's grab these like great talented people that can help us grow yeah it feels scary sorry no, yeah. it feels scary too because it's like oh my god how could we really do 15 to 20 inspectors just in tulsa but then I pull, um, I pull the stats and it's like, well, we're really only 
capturing 10% uh, of the market right now. So we have 90% of the market to go in Tulsa County. That's plenty of room for growth. <laughs> Let's, I'm going to pause right there because that, that gets me pumped just here, just the way you phrase that. Because like you said, we're only capturing 10%. There's 90 to go. Mm -hmm. I love that. <laughs> no, no, who, no one thinks that way in this industry. This is a, it's freaking amazing. I get so pumped because that's domination. That's like, you just casually said it like, yeah, we're going to get a hundred percent of this market. I just want to highlight that. Like the way, even thinking that way is just well, different. And I was saying, you know, I was going to say a second ago was because we use the vernacular organization, we are growing and there's so many different roles to be had in the organization. Mm -hmm. And so when we see someone, we see a strength that they have, we're already trying to think, what is that person going to be great for in two, three years? Oh yeah. Like, yeah. what is that like? Because, you know, we also have, um, we have created continuing education courses for agents and our company and myself are a certified school to teach that anywhere in the state of Oklahoma. Beautiful. So, you know, I'm thinking this man or woman who we're interviewing right now, they're going to be fantastic at teaching one day like they just have that that energy about them mm -hmm. or we have people they come from like an engineering background and we're like how are we going to parlay that into an engineering department if we do something or whatever so it's not just how many home inspectors can we have it's who's what is this really going to look like in five years um which is i think that's a big hurdle too because you look at people you're like this person's going to be great but then who really knows in a year what it's going right to look like. but having some sense of vision and i think everyone can learn from this multis where like, are you talking with your people about the vision for them for one year, two years out? Cause I think no one wants to feel like a exchangeable, interchangeable commodity, right. To their, to the business they're working for. And I think people buy in and invest when you say, Hey, I do have a vision for you. Tell me if this matches up with your vision, how do we get there? Then they're going to bust their ass for you. Right. Yeah. You know, because they see that you're investing in them. One of the things that I think is really unique about the way that we um, add team members um, and one of the conversations, I always encourage them, talk to every home inspection company yep. in our area and then choose to come to work for us because I don't want you to have, you know, buyer's regret when you yeah. join us. I want, I don't want you to think that the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah. We are, it's not, we are, it's not, it's, we, we are saying things to people. I don't think people hear yeah. is, yeah, speak to other home inspectors and see how they're doing it. Call all of our contractors personally mm -hmm. and talk to them and ask them how their experience is, the mm -hmm. good and the bad, and really weigh it out for yourself. We're an open book. Like we're completely transparent about yeah. what we earn. Um, one of the things that we do too, so Oklahoma doesn't require, we have a very specific onboarding and training and apprenticeship process. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, one of the, Oklahoma doesn't require, it re, we require the NHIE, um, but yeah. then beyond that, there is no shadowing. Some or CD courses and stuff like everywhere to keep your license. So we've developed minimal. our own in-house apprenticeship program that we send all of our inspectors through. Wow. And we have lead inspectors, um, and those inspectors are paid more um, to train the inspectors that are coming into our organization. Um, and then, you know, at every mark, um, so for example, at every 100 inspections, you're gonna you're gonna get an increase in pay. Mm -hmm. um, and so, one of the things that we say is more than likely with every other organization that you're gonna attempt to join. As soon as you're in the door, you've hit the ceiling. 
and mm-hmm. that's not what happens with our organization. Like we are, we are planning to cross state lines. We are planning um, to have, you know, we're going to need uh, an entire, and we're pretty close. Where we're going to need an entire training department, yep. an entire marketing department. Right. Um, you know, and then like he said, we we plan to have our own. We already do, but we plan to have our own physical location in terms of training headquarters yeah that they can just come and pick up a class at any time yeah i smiled so big when you all said talk to all the other companies in the area because that's with spectora that's like my favorite line because it just it just puts the confidence out there to say do your research like we might not be the best fit for everybody Mm -hmm. but i have a good i have a good idea that we're a good fit for you but do your research you know and then they come back because they're like you're right damn it you guys are the best we even say that to agents and clients too. So yeah. I mean, those things where, you know, it can kind of be a salesy tactic, but sometimes there's just being genuine and it's just, Hey, like you are given a list of three or four other inspectors that somebody trusted to provide you a service. Call those people, see what they're going to offer you, see what they're going to be able to do for you. And then if we're that one we're you better believe we're going to do the best job ever, but utilize you know, those relationships that someone has already forged. And again, do your research because we do our research, trust me. So we, every agent that works for us, we do our research. We we know our lenders, we know our roofers, we research, we know Mm -hmm. who we're pairing business with at every moment. There's some psychology behind that line, but I, I caution anyone that's listening, like know yourself and your business before you say that, because you can't, can't be half-assed and like you know, 75% of the things you do and be like, Oh yeah, shop around. You're never going to hear from anyone again. You gotta, you gotta be kick-ass. Yeah. yeah. If you see that they're not calling you back, <laughs> something's broken. Right. Right. Maybe don't do that at first. Um, <laughs> don't call Slack and that's great. And you know, I think it goes for us too, that we know there's other really great companies in the area. Like we know there's other fantastic homes yeah. and everybody offers something a little different. So, you know, but yeah. I don't want to come off as pompous or arrogant. I think it's just, hey, we're really good at what we do. We believe in what we do. And there's probably some other people that do too. So figure it out. It's confidence. It's, you know, it's knowing that you have the proof, you know, behind the curtain. And I think that everyone has to build up to that or, or kind of find that in themselves um, or else they shouldn't be, you know, using that line. Mm-hmm. And I like that you mentioned there's other great companies. One commonality I noticed between huge multis, big and growing companies is they have that abundance mentality of like, Hey, there's enough market share for multiple companies to really do well, you know, to generate seven figures, whatever. Um, and I think just that mentality alone is kind of underrated. Would you agree? As opposed to like, kind of this like ball up and like not talk about anything, not shake hands with people like, well, that's, yeah, go ahead. No, sorry. You know what is so interesting? Um, it's that, and we, we have this conversation so often because we get, we get mentioned on social media in a sort of like um, passive aggressive kind of way. <laughs> How so? Well, like there's this home inspector in Tulsa that is giving away free termite inspections. Obviously, that's us. We're the only ones that are doing that. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. it's like, I, you know, and they just sort of have this little full on conversation about it, which is fine. Well, no, they just have this like little rant on social media about yeah. it. Um, I might have an idea what you're talking about. I think, 
I, I know of an inspector or two in your state that uh that I might know, but yeah. Yeah, and so we're like, why are you, why are you complaining about it? Just, yeah. just go get it. Go get the license. Like, well, we're not. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. It's like if you want to compete, let's compete. Well, let's that's go. The, that's the one. Thing. <laughs> well, the one thing but that let's not complain me. about yeah. the fact that someone is doing something that yeah. you're just choosing not to do. Yeah. Well, classic I mean, sign you're doing something right. She was like, hey stop looking at other companies on how we're going to do what we're going to do. Yeah. Like we're just going to do what we do because you look at someone's pricing or what they offer and you really don't know how they got to that point. You don't know right. why we're offering that pricing, what they're doing on the back end to get there. So you just see, Oh, they're just giving away free stuff. They're ruining mm -hmm. it for everybody. I'm like, there's a process we're working through. Like there's, there's a reason we're doing the things we're doing. There's, it, I'm not giving it away for free. There's a financial strategy on the tax side of it, which, you know, it's like, let's, it's not just giving stuff away for free. People, well, they're one, they're watching you. So that's like, okay, you're doing something right. People are paying attention to you and, and referencing you or mentioning your name. And, and two, people just will hate on maybe what they don't understand. Um, you know, they don't, maybe don't have the savvy to put package deals together or have any upsells after the fact, you know, they, they just more simple minded in that way, but it means you're doing something right. Yeah. Oh, we see groups doing stuff that we want to do one day too. We're like, we got to get there. Like, yeah. There. We want to be there now. And we know it takes some time, but they're, <laughs> like, they're doing it. They're doing a great job. And we're like, one day we'll get there. So, but what we do is go, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Like, that's cool. Yeah. good for them. They're doing some cool stuff. Right. And I think that support in our industry is grow. It's, it's grown a lot. I think it, it, when we first, when we got into the business, it, it felt non-existent. It felt very toxic and forums. And I was just like, gosh, do I really want to be in this industry with around this energy and these types of people? And then we gravitated towards, the, you know, people like yourselves, other companies that are growing and thriving and getting with IEB and just being like, wow, there's a whole nother side of this industry that is taking off as exploding and the businesses that are kind of along for it are, are going with it. Um, talk to me about ancillary services. Cause you guys are obviously going to dominate the world but tell me about the decision from going from just home inspections to branching out to other things because that's a big leap i think for a lot of inspectors right a lot of them are it's an investment it's kind of a leap of faith in a way how yeah. did you i think we're different yeah with other um you know some of the other companies that are our size are offering things like sewer scope um they're offering uh like mold and you know all of these mm -hmm. auxiliary services and Honestly, we don't offer any of that. Um, mm -hmm. We do home inspections and we do termite inspections. We don't do termite treatment. Mm -hmm. um, and that's on purpose because what I've found is that the more auxiliary services we offer, the, the more difficult it is to duplicate what we do. Um, because I want, because we want yeah. every client to have exactly the same experience. Mm -hmm. um, then that means that I have to have however many home inspectors I have, I have to have an equal number of equipment and, right. and people in order to provide yeah. um, like the sewer scopes and the mold and all that. Yeah. And it just, it, I feel like it slows down our growth to add all of those things. Mm -hmm. So when we onboard, it's, you get your home inspection license and you get your termite license yeah. um, and that's it. And then we just duplicate that over and over again. And then yeah. any other services, I mean, we don't really want to 
take business away from the mold inspectors and we don't really want to take business away from the plumbers and they do a great job. Um, and so, and that actually, we get a lot of referrals that come back yeah. from those relationships. So we don't really want to dominate sure. every single industry. We just really want, yeah. we want to be on the top in terms of inspections. See, this is great. I want to interject real quick. This is really refreshing to hear because I think there is sometimes a, uh, a perception that you need to jump into five other, you know, other services to really grow. And you guys have done it without that, which I think is a great use case, a great case study in dominate one thing or two things in this case and do it really well. And then do you outsource if people are like, Hey, I do need a so-and-so inspection. I'm guessing you have trusted partners and connections that you link them up with. Right. Yeah. And it's one thing too, you know, I knew when we were going to start doing our own termite inspections and we got our ODAS certifications for everybody that it was going to feel like we were just turning our back on relationships we created, but it's no, like whatever we find, if there's business to be had afterwards, you're the go-to person that will hopefully do that treatment and go through that. So, you know, we're still trying to keep those relationships. And I think too, for, for Britt, as she's kind of, you know, analyzed everything and I keep going back to her because she really is the brains of, of what's growing in the business. Um, I'm on the, I'm kind of the boots on the ground, right. Mm -hmm. And behind the scenes, seeing everything as it plays out. Um, is that you kind of have to look at what is really needed initially in the inspection and mm -hmm. can you offer that. So when you think of like mold or you think of, we don't do really deal with radon here in Oklahoma much, but you think of all these services that can kind of come after the home inspection mm -hmm. in some regard, yep. it's like, what is done now? So it's like, there's a home inspection, there's termite, maybe a you know, structural engineer is present, but outside of that, there's very few things that can come later. And I think that's where, we're just kind of like, what do we not need to do? We don't need to be in a foot race with two other companies offering 400 things. It's let's stick to the, the two or three things we're really good at and let's just provide that for now. We've decided that the only other thing that we'll add is uh, a team of structural engineers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and those engineers will bounce back and forth between our commercial and our residential companies. Mm -hmm. So that's gonna be it in terms of the services I think that we offer. I don't think that we'll expand outside of those three areas. Yeah. I like yeah. the way you worded that though, because I think everyone wants a one size fits all. And it's like, no, figure out what needs to be done at the initial inspection. Cause it's different in other States. So I, I yes. Yeah, yes. tell everyone like, don't do five things or none just because Lance and Brittany said, so it's like right. evaluate what needs to be done at the time. Um, mm -hmm. Here's an interesting one for you because you guys have this model, you are a source of business and leads for your partners, right? Do you fundamentally believe that you should and you don't have to answer this if you don't want, um, like the referral nature of our business, right? Some inspectors say, yeah, I'm a source of business. I should get a referral fee. Some States it's illegal. Um, some people frown on it. Some people say, yeah, it's just how the world works with referral fees. Like, where do you stand on that? Because inspectors can be a big source of business for lots of other industries. And I think it's a unique place to be in the home inspection transaction. What's your take on that? We don't take referral fees yeah. um, from anybody. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's it comes down to, okay, if I were the client, mm -hmm. would I want a really genuine um, referral that's going to come my way that isn't you know hooked on to any sort of commission that the person that's referring is giving me? Right. I want a totally unbiased. So that's one of the words that we use, we use a lot. 
Um, the reason why we don't provide termite treatment is because we want to provide a completely unbiased termite report. And so it just goes back to what, what is the best for the client? What makes the client feel the most comfortable? And so fundamentally, I just disagree with referral fees um, because yeah. I, I want to be referred not because I'm giving you a kickback, but right. because I'm the best at what I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's more, again, just kind of to us, you know, to each his own, but it's more of just a really organic, better relationship where I don't need to give you something. So you give me something back. Like we don't need to be a back scratcher type of relationship. It's, yeah. it's just, Hey, you do a really good thing. And so do we. And so the two or three people say we refer to for roofing, it's, they do really good at their job and that's good enough for me. Um, because yeah. if I tell somebody, you know, or if I refer somebody out, they better be doing a good job. Mm -hmm. Um, because that hurts everybody's business, um, over, overall when it's just, if I'm just sending people out so I can make money. Um, and yeah, yeah, there's the legalities of you're not supposed to be finding things in an inspection and, you know, trying to work on it yourself or get someone there to make money. There's all, all sorts of those moral issues, but. And Hey, listen, if I, if I refer my client to a roofer mm -hmm. and that roof and, and because I think that that roofer is the best roofer in town, um, and that roofer feels like another home inspector is the best home inspector in town. I'm not going to change my referral. Mm -hmm. I'm taking care of my client. That's mm -hmm. why I'm in business. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. And I think when, as an inspection organization grows in value, that's part of the value I think people pay for. And so I think like home inspection prices can go up the more value of that network. So it's like, it's kind of doing it the right way when, if you raise prices over time, it's like, wow, we also have an amazing network of contractors that we hook you up with, that we connect you with, that we don't get paid for. So when you're paying up front for that inspection, you're getting all this kind of on the back end along with it. So it's another way of doing it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention earlier too, I went to your website while you were talking about the hiring thing. And I love the little banner at the top because then you're always hired. You know, you just leave that there. It's like, you're always hiring and people just stumble across it, which is great. Um, we have the best people. I just yeah. have to take a second. Our inspectors are just the most wonderful people. Yeah. And we've just gotten so lucky. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. We got a review we this morning. Them. It had nothing to do with our company, just the inspector. Yeah. And so she wasn't prompted to give any reviews. No one asked her to, nothing. It was just she popped on and said, Hey, I just need to say something really good about your inspector, Chris. And then she just gave a really lengthy explainable like how she really enjoyed him being there. And, you know, it, she didn't mention our company. She didn't mention our policies or anything. It was just, this is a really genuine person. Um, and so when Brittany says we have really good people, we really do. Like we really have amazing men and women working for us. Um, you know, so. I don't know. appreciate your humility. I bet it's more than luck. I think you create your luck. And I think just because of how you guys are, how you engage your, you know, how your genuine nature that's that you you attract you attract that kind of person right so i think like there's certain uh people that attract uh like-minded people so um so kudos on that that's just going to keep growing and finding you talk to me a little about expanding into new markets i'm always fascinated and i love when obviously our our people our tribe is growing into new markets it's great for everyone what are some of the challenges with saying all right we're going to jump into this new market distance <laughs> yeah i think it's distance it's because yeah. when you're up here in tulsa you can you kind of get to see everything mm -hmm. but then when you're you know four hours away in a different part of oklahoma it's like i don't get to be as involved uh, right 
after the initial training everything we do. Because of the way that we've set up our apprenticeship, they have to do a number of inspections where they shadow some a lead inspector on our team, and mm-hmm. then a lead inspector shadows them. And then, you know, so that it that doesn't happen like for the first inspector that we put in, in any city because we don't have a lead inspector there. So that leaves that inspector to travel here. So they really have to make quite a big sacrifice, come and spend a week or two here mm-hmm. in Tulsa in order to train and then go back. Yeah. Um, and then just, you know, we've got to turn the marketing on. And so the timing of it and the distance is, has been, yeah. it's been a learning experience. Yeah. We've given ourselves plenty of grace yeah. uh, with yeah. that. Um, and we've asked them to give us plenty of grace too. It's sure. like, you know, we're, 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 we're going to try our very best to make sure that this is like very fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, for example, we had the, ins- one of our inspectors from Ardmore, it's just been really tough for him to get up here. And mm-hmm. I've like turned on the marketing and then turned off the marketing and turned on the marketing. <laughs> so it's like, um, you know, and when I say marketing, I mean like contacting agents there and and turning the SEO, uh, you know, like doing the SEO work and, mm-hmm. and adding content for that area because I don't want to turn that all on and then the phone is ringing for us to get inspections. Like, oh, hey, just kidding. No one's there. Not ready yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That look good. Yeah, I think in tandem with that, the only other thing is is the relationships that we built here. Yeah. Is you don't have as many of them in other areas. So I mean. Right. You know, you want to tackle a different part of Oklahoma necessarily for residential. We don't work in often. It's like, well, who are those trusted people down there? Who are those roofers and plumbers and all yeah. the insurance agents? Like it's, you it have to really go down and forge. Starting a and, business from square one yeah. all over again. Yeah. yeah. And until we're that, that biggest company organization where people just know who we are, you really mm-hmm. have to do that in those key areas. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what will take the, the longest because it's a lot of research and outreach, right? And just kind of like you said, the back to the hungry boots on the ground, like what events, you know, because I would you yeah. travel and go to events in a city that's four hours away to start shaking hands and meeting people? Not now, obviously, with COVID, but um, we could travel to provide continuing education courses to brokerages. Yeah, uh, that's, what yeah. Do. that's a big game changer, right? Being able to bring our inspectors with us to meet and greet. Yeah, that value added. So it's not just showing up to a mixer and walking around and, and people are like, why? Yeah, use us. Another new person in our town. Great. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's what value added can we give them? You know, and education is always one of them. Um, and then just kind of start that way. So we specifically chose. Um, so Tulsa is northeastern Oklahoma. We're uh-huh. both from um, the southern border, uh, mm-hmm. the two largest towns on the border uh, where we border Texas. And so I grew up there and he grew up there. So when we chose to go into another market, we didn't just choose Oklahoma City because it's close. We chose those two cities because we already have we a network of people there yeah. uh, uh, that can sort of like recommend us and spread the word. Um, and we know, I would say a handful of agents there. Yeah. And those areas are really hungry. So when I did the market research, uh, down there, um, I didn't really, and I, and it, I hope that this doesn't offend anyone that might be a Spectora inspector listening to this. That's in Southern Oklahoma, um, but we saw an opportunity to come in and really capitalize on the lack of um, online presence uh, that exists in those small towns. So, yep. yep, it was a strategic move to go there first. Yeah. 
I think it's just knowing your market and who's going online to look for services. And they're looking at those reviews and looking at everything that, you know, if you can capitalize on that and see that the need's not there, it's not very hard to push for that initially and just kind of let it do its thing. So. Oh, completely agree. It's so refreshing. I think online market research can in an hour can tell you a huge story yeah. of, where, of where to go and where to press to kind of get in front of people. But not inspector strengths. Like I said, most technician mindsets aren't going to maybe check Instagram presence or SEO rankings or who's running ads, you know, what, you know, all these little things that go into it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fascinating. I like hearing that because I think there's always, everyone wants to get into other markets, but they don't maybe get the cadence of the timing of t- say turning the marketing easy button or this marketing switch on or pressing the marketing easy button. Cause there is none. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little, um, I just want to shift gears and ask, you know, what's, what's interesting to you all at this phase of your business, kind of like, where do you look for inspiration? Where do you look for motivation? Who are you networking with? Like just what's interesting to you at this, at this point? I think within, you know, we'll probably have two different answers because we come from two different places. I think what interests me is, you know, we've, we really haven't talked about our commercial company much in this, but, you know, we decided, so through InterNACHI, who we're associated with, they started, you know, a sister company, CCPIA, which is all commercial. Mm -hmm. Um, So we, we knew we wanted to do something different and we knew that there was a need for commercial and that a lot of people weren't meeting that need um, or they were doing small commercial stuff like an office building or small apartment that was comfortable to them. But outside of that, no one was really doing it. Again, the online market research uh, led me to find that there is really nobody offering. I couldn't find a website um, for our area that was a dedicated commercial inspector. (laughs) There seemed to be um, home inspectors offering commercial inspections or these large structural engineering companies um, who were offering these packages that were really expensive. And so there was, um, you know, have a home inspector do your commercial property and they might not be qualified to look at all of the systems. You don't really know, you can't tell because there's just like a paragraph on their website. And then and then those structural engineering companies. And I was like, man, Lance, I, I really think that I can build a site where we can just come in and just take up all of that space in there and and we did it and um we actually just launched that company uh well we started building it january 2019 and we launched in um october of 2019 and it is uh, the growth rate is faster than our home inspection company yeah wow it's also on spectrum by the way thank you very much right amazing (laughs) well and i think that's you know that's the that's that kind of growth thing for us that um, we just kind of see a need and we try to go meet it the best that we can. Mm-hmm. And then we just, for me, my, my biggest hangup was always, I need to get all the information. I need to have all the tools. I need to understand it. Brittany's like, just go start. And then we'll grow from there. Like meet the needs that you can now and then expand. Cause my knowledge of commercial and the certifications and licenses I held a year ago compared to now are vastly different. So yeah. We actually traveled to Denver to go to CCPIA's courses in person, which was huge. It was really helpful. Uh, oh, 
Yeah. So, I mean, I did that and then, you know, going through IBC and ASTM and going through all this vernacular that's commercial and getting all that. It's been long, but it's one of those things too, where I guess if you just like to have all the tools in your tool belt, you'll never really get started. You just, exactly. you just go and then you learn along the way, watch face off and keep going. So yeah. Build the plane as you're flying it. Right. Don't just sit right. there and, uh, and prepare it all along. That's such a good lesson. I think like I always constantly need that lesson. My wife is kind of like the go-getter. That's like, let's just start and we'll figure it out. I'm just like, no, but we need to prepare and, and research more. And she's just like, no, dude, just go. Um, which is great to have that dynamic. I think, I think both sides of the, of the brain are needed for businesses to grow. I think in terms to answer your question, who is our inspiration? I mean, it might sound cheesy, but us, I mean, really just learning from our own mistakes, constantly looking back to see, okay, what, what didn't we do well that we can improve on? And then where do we want to go? Yeah. We really don't want to mimic anyone else. We, yeah. we try really hard not to do that. Um, but in terms of just like, uh, you know, who is our inspiration? I mean, if on the business side, it could be different for you. I think for me on the inspection side, it's almost every inspector is my inspiration. And here's why I say that. I understand it's hard to get on like a Facebook brotherhood or something forum. And there's just a lot of negativity that pours into that because there is. Because there's somebody new and they post a picture and everyone just wants to attack and you're just oh, like, yeah. well, you're new, you're starting somewhere, I understand it. But every time I see a post come through on those, I stop and I read it and I see what are they talking about? What can I learn from this? Um, and so I think, you know, all of these people are really an inspiration. There's some people in other states that are really doing amazing. And it's yeah. like, what are they doing? I don't want to emulate it, but I want to learn. I want to be excited about about that. I want to hop on and read their blogs. I want to see what they're talking about. Um, I think what inspires us is really just to change the industry to be a healthier industry um, too. You know, we yeah. have a blurb about that on our website that we just want to leave real estate better than we found it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so just trying to be a light <laughs> yeah. in an industry that's kind of dark and yeah. um, gray and um it's how we've always done it so that's how we're always going to do it we're like no we're going to buck the system a little bit and try a little different it's worked out in our favor in some regard <laughs> but it looks like it's working um and i absolutely love that i think that's so refreshing for me to hear that that inspires me um and lance what you said kind of makes me think of a quote i saw from um this guy chamath papatilia's like you know big investor it's on cnbc all the time and he always talks about being like an astute observer of the present and like, it sounds like you just really observe, you, you know, even silently sometimes observe what's going on yeah. in our circles in our industry. And I think that's what the smartest people in the room do. They're typically just observing, right? Well, I mean, even you just made that comment. I saw a quote on Facebook earlier and it was, if you don't have a mentor that's almost younger than you, that can help you understand the language and the growth of things going on, then you're not in the right place because I think a lot of people in the industry, they want to look to the oldest person doing it or who's been doing it the longest, but it doesn't mean it's been done well. Um, it's, right. you know, who is, who is relevant now almost and who's, who understands the language of it, who understands the growth. And Brittany's really good at projections. Like she can sit down and she geeks out on Spectora all the time where she sits down she's like, I can create these numbers and I have these projections. She's like, Lance, come here and sit down and look at this. <laughs> you know, I, I pulled up all this, real estate data, check it all out. Look where we're at. And I'm like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
uh-huh. How long have you been over here working on this stuff? <laughs> She's like, I love this stuff. And um, I don't know. I think that's, yeah, we're kind of our own inspiration. The world around us is kind of our own inspiration. Everyone that's doing the job is an inspiration. And I don't know. It's just, yeah, we're in the present. That's all, that's all we have. Because if we sit here and bang our heads on the wall about 2020 and how it's gotten us to where we are, who the heck knows what's going to happen in 2021, um, I almost say we don't really have time to worry about 2021. Like we're still in November. Like, and, and that this is the time where everyone's like, look, we're going to slow down. And Brittany's like, why are we going to slow down? <laughs> she's like, she's like well, yeah, we want to slow down. we're not going to slow down. We're not going to use that, that language. And so it's like, we're going to be busy now. So let's go be busy now and we'll just live now. So, yeah. so well said, love it. Absolutely love this. This is so good. Um, what else? What else have we not covered in the last couple of minutes? I want to be, I want to be respectful of your guys' time. Yeah. I've got yeah. a couple minutes left here, but um, anything else you want to put out into the universe? Yes, I do want to put something out in the universe, and I'm oh. glad that you asked me this. Okay, so. We <laughs> went on this the whole interview. Let's get real close. I'm going to get out of the room real quick. I'm not a part of this, what she's going to say. So I want to talk, I just want to mention the word growing pains for okay. just a second. And uh -huh. if I see anything that's outside of like the inspection um, on the Spectora user group, which I read like almost every single one of those, by the way. Um, I'm sorry for your, I'm sorry for your pain and your loss. <laughs> um, but a lot of people, I, I love getting on there because there are so many new entrepreneurs and yeah. they're new to Spectora and just not, um, and just needing some, you know, I don't think, I don't know if that user group existed or maybe I didn't know that it existed whenever we first started and um, mm -hmm. it would have just been so helpful. Um, but one of the things that I see this conversation happening over and over and over and over is, you know, how are you guys doing the administrative side of everything? Because we totally get it. Like doing inspections is a full-time job. Doing marketing is a full-time job. Answering the phone is a full-time job. Um, you know, and so it's really impossible to be um, a growing full-time inspector mm -hmm. um, and to do all of those things well. Yeah. And so with these growing pains, just recognize, if I had to give any advice to people that are coming into this early on, recognize the growing pain um, and have a strategy around each one of those growing pains. So well before you get to that point, mm -hmm. um, you know, you know, for example, I see people like, I need someone to answer my phones when I'm in the inspection. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know that Spectora, um, you know, pairs business uh, with several companies and you, you know, I see all of these questions. Should I use a call center? Should I use a virtual administrative company? Mm -hmm. The prices are all over the place for this type of thing. Um, and so I actually, I want to plug a company real quick if I can, if that's yeah, okay. Yeah, of course. Um, so I spent like all of 2020 bitching to my friends <laughs> about they and I and I they understood my my pains because they worked in property management for probably collectively they almost have over 15 years of experience together. Uh -huh. And then one day I was like doing the market research and I was like, listen guys, I really think you need to start a company. 
Um, and if you don't start the company, I'm going to start the company and, <laughs> um, because I need some help and, um, and I need good people that I can rely on. And so they started this company um, and, you know, it was really fun to help them get this off the ground. And we poured in our knowledge in terms of inspections and spectora. So they've built this company. Um, where they are targeting Spectora specific inspectors mm -hmm. um, to do admin work for them. Uh, they're called Small Hive Solutions. They're based out of Texas. You're not going to get a better customer. No, I don't think that you're going to find a, a third party company that's going to give your client a better um, customized customer service experience than what they give. I have not been disappointed in the least. Well, their, their, um, their niche is home inspector. So, I mean, that's, that's what they're doing. Oh, What's the name of it again? Small Hive Solutions. Yeah. Small Hive. I think I spoke with her at one point. I think you hooked me up with her. I, I, reached, <laughs> yeah. I reached out and was like, Hey, let's talk like anyone that's specific to our platform and trying to help our people. Let's yeah. do it. 100%. That's a huge They curve. spent some time really learning Spectora, how to use it really well. Um, they're, you know, it, it's just been great. It's well, it was co-signed by you two. So I was like, okay, like I can immediately reach out to this person feel like they're good business people doing good things and can, and, and co-sign. So I'll reach out again and see if we can, you know, add more integration points, because I think if it's, if it's working for you guys, guarantee it's going to work for 99%. I mean, they're, man amazing. they're managing my five inspectors that are here in Tulsa and I have no, I have no hesitation that they're going to be able to manage the other markets as well. Um, however, I will say that we do have some systems that are already set up that make their job really efficient. Um, and so they, systems, yeah. so they do want to work with inspectors on making, on getting the automations done and the actions done with them and helping the inspectors to set those things up so that they're, um, so that they're spending less time billing you. Mm -hmm. In the long run, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Love it. Yeah. I can't Love imagine it. how much respect for is not being utilized to its full potential yes. by the inspectors <laughs> in the field. Because I remember when I first started out, well, I didn't know this. When I first started, I was strictly using it to just kind of put stuff on a calendar and use the <laughs> template to do my inspections. When Brittany sat down, she's like, we're missing 400 other things we could be doing <laughs> to this platform. And that was before we started doing beta and growing and adding all these new features. And it was just yeah. Like, you know, if I go on to the, you know, the data, the developer's platform page where people put their want to's and their nicest's, I'm sure Brittany's name's on there 400 times. I haven't looked at it. She's probably yes. like, what do this? What's that? This? How about this? So, yeah. yeah. I will say as your first growing pain, if you're not fully util utilizing Spectora and yeah. all of the automation, do it now. Do that before you add a person. Yeah. Because that's great advice the 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 things that you have built in in terms of like the automated emails and the text messages yeah. and all that you is the equivalent yeah. of, of hiring a person and it's yeah. a whole lot cheaper to add that for right. a couple of dollars per inspection right. than to go out and hire and train yeah. someone so great job stuff. thanks for giving us those resources oh and it's just going to get better hopefully you guys um, are joining some of these round tables that we're doing where we're doing these small yeah, we signed up for one in december so sweet yeah, I, I think, I mean, after this, I'm sure people are going to want to connect and talk with you guys and, uh, and just kind of get together. Um, speaking of that, where is the best place for people to either reach out, say people are like, wow, I just really like them. I want to reach out to them. Just the website, contact us or what, what's the best way? They, they can, or I mean, um, we can give them, yeah, I mean, you can just do that. You can reach out 
through our website or I mean, my email is just lance at foreverhomeinspection.com. They can cool. send an email that way if they want to just reach out. Find us on Facebook. We're both on Facebook as well. Our company's on Facebook. So if they want Facebook messages or... You're both helpful in the user group too. I appreciate that, Brittany. I know you've, you've kind of come on the scene and I'm just like, yeah, just like she's just helping people out left and right. This is amazing. Yeah. I, I usually will message people personally. Like yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll see something go down. I'm like, this was unnecessary. This is great. And then I'll message somebody personally and be like, I think you got some great information today or, or whatever. So I'm not as much on the scene as Brittany is. So you're the behind the scenes guy. Yeah. But she does it well. So she should keep doing it. Well, being on there is just part of my market research, right? right. I'm just, yeah. I'm trying to just figure out what is going on in other people's companies. Yeah. So good. Well, guys, this has been amazing. I really appreciate the time. I'm glad we finally got together. I know your guys are busy growing. We're busy growing. So it's, it's amazing to have literally an hour and 10 minutes to just chat and talk shop and talk about things we don't probably talk about very often. Yeah. yeah. We appreciate yeah. you guys. We'll do it again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting, I listen to so many, I'm a podcast junkie. And so there's so many ones where every so often they just get on and just kind of shoot the shit and just like throw around ideas, brainstorm, kind of just have that fun, like light the brain up session. And I, I can see us doing one of those where we just, we just get on and talk about how we can innovate and do things differently and just like change up the industry. That would be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. All right. Right on. Well, thanks again. You guys have a great rest of your week and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks. Take care. Bye. All right. See ya.